Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with Ginger Hubbard. We call her Gingy in our home. <laughs> yep. You, not many of my friends have nicknames, but somehow you do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know you should have just put that on your you know, little name tag um, for the video that we're doing. Gingy. <laughs> Gingy Hubbard. I don't call you Gingy to your face though. Only... Like when we're referring to you, we call you Gingy. And when I, like, if I message you sometimes. Uh, no, I've heard you say that. I've heard Garrett say that. Yeah. Do we say yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you do. <laughs> well, I probably don't actually usually use your name because it's not like I say, you know, Ginger, let's have a conversation. You know, you just start a conversation. But right. anyway, yeah. So we are back with Gingy Hubbard. <laughs> oh, if you guys missed Monday, go back and listen. I love hearing your testimony. I love what the Lord has done with you and through you. And one of the things that I was thinking through as we were tying up Monday's conversation is, you know, for several um, months, or well, actually probably for a couple of years after um, things just kind of fell apart with your marriage, you had to homeschool as a single parent. Mm -hmm. And I know that oftentimes today when parents come through a trial, when they go through something that really, really is difficult, and they don't know what else to do, they are tempted to just put their kids in school or back in school if they've been in school previously. Like they just think that's just one of the things I can't do. I can't possibly homeschool my kids, especially if they have to go back to work or, you know, just um, figure out how to pick up all the pieces of their mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. So what made, you said that it was important to you that you continue to homeschool your kids. Mm -hmm. What made you stick to that commitment? And how did you get through that time? It was difficult. I mentioned uh, in our episode yesterday that my parents moved in with us, so I did have their support, but I did have a lot on me. Um, after the divorce and my husband left, I was thrown into running uh, businesses that I really didn't know how to run. So I did have a lot on me and was completely overwhelmed. And then you add the heartbreak and the devastation yeah. in with that. But I never even considered putting my kids in school for several reasons. Uh, one, they loved homeschooling. They loved being home. They never wanted to go to school. Uh, it was just, that's just who we were as a family. Yeah. I did find that I had to cut back on some of the schoolwork that we were doing because I just couldn't do all of it. Right. And that was okay. You know, it was way in, more important that we stay together, that we get through all of that together, that the Lord uh, bring healing in our hearts. And so we did less school than we normally did, and that was okay. And my kids also learned to, because I did have a lot of other responsibilities all of a sudden, and so they learned to do a lot of schoolwork on their own. I mean, obviously, I did their lesson plans for them, but they were able, because they had been homeschooled and they had learned how to study and to do things on their own, they were able to take those lesson plans and and do what the absolute, you know, things that were necessary for them right. to do. And, and I would say that's what we did for about a year. We did the bare minimum. Yeah. 
And that's just what we had to do. But we got through it and God was faithful. And I'm glad that I kept them with me so that we could all heal and get through it together. And they both graduated from college. So, you know, that just goes to show you that sometimes, you know, if we need to take a season and slow down from doing so much schoolwork, that is okay. Schoolwork is not the most important thing in the world. Right. And so, you know, our relationship with Christ, our relationship with our family, getting through hard times together as a family, that was just way more important to me. I think it would have devastated my kids had oh. they them going through all of that, the heart, the same heartache that I was going through to turn around and put them in school to where they're not with me eight hours a day right. and they're under the authority of someone, people that they don't really know. And so keeping them in the home with me, and like I said, my parents lived with us for a year and that was a blessing that the Lord really used all of that to contribute to our healing, staying together. That's amazing. He is so faithful. Um, I often wonder with people who write parenting books and talk on parenting and talk on marriage and things like that, like where, where are they now? Where are your kids now? Especially with the kids, Mm -hmm. where are your kids now? What are they doing today? Yeah. All right. So Wesley is 28. He's my oldest and he is a chef, one of the chefs at a uh, very fancy schmancy restaurant in uh, in the Knoxville, Tennessee area. It's called Blackberry Farms. It's pretty famous. A lot of famous people actually go oh. there and stay under aliases. So you're going to so, go there now under an alias because no, you're we in the Schoolhouse Rocked nope. movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I am famous <laughs> You are now. famous. <laughs> no, still, we cannot afford to eat in the restaurant where Wesley works. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, it is outrageously oh, priced. And um, But he, he does a great job with that, and he loves what he does. And, you know, let me just do a little plug here for homeschooling mamas. I totally missed this with Wesley. So let me encourage you guys that when he was probably five and six years old, where all the other kids were watching, you know, Barney and... Uh, Elmo and Veggie Tales. Uh, Wesley was always watching like Iron Chef and oh, Emerald. Funny. I mean, like five, six, seven years old. He loved watching cooking shows and cooking. And I don't know how it escaped me that that was his passion. And so, you know, watch your kids. Look yeah. at what their natural interests are. And then and then really um, capitalize on that and and utilize that in in your school. And so if I had it to do over again, Wesley went to Auburn University and graduated from there with a degree in marketing, but he never lost his passion for cooking. And so had I been smart about the whole thing, I would have sent him to culinary school instead of Auburn University, which would have (laughs) probably saved us a lot of money and benefited him, you know, far more in what he was really passionate about doing. So he loves it. His, His goal uh, is he wants to work with them a little while longer, and then he wants to work under a couple of more really famous chefs, at least one more, and then he would like to open his own restaurant. Oh, wow. And he could totally do it because that's how he grew up with us having restaurants. Yeah. So he grew up in the restaurant business, and uh, he's a little bit more of a fancy cook than than we are, so he wants to open something on a little bit higher end. That's so that's amazing. what he's doing. Yep. And then Alex, my dramatic child, <laughs> is now an actress. And uh, really, I have to say thanks to Yvette. Uh, for a while, she was not really so much pursuing uh, Christian film. And but now she is. Yvette introduced her to the Christian World Film Festival, and she went to that a couple of years ago. And just the Lord really, really grabbed her heart yeah. there and uh, convicted her about using her talents for Him. So she is an actress, and she recently signed with an agency, and she is just auditioning left and right. And 
uh, getting some really good roles. And um, so it's exciting to see what the Lord's doing. Yeah. So all that drama when she was a kid, now she's actually <laughs> making a living at it. So it's great. And, and I love seeing her using her talents for God's glory to further his kingdom. So that's all good. And then my oldest stepson, he also is an actor. So he's pursuing uh, a career in film. And then my youngest stepson, he's still in college. He is uh, at Auburn University. So, so we'll cool. see. We'll see where he lands. Yeah, I, I, I love that. So cool. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Ginger. Um, Ginger, I want to talk about the podcast really quickly because you have this whole history of speaking, writing on parenting, um, doing all things, you know, in the world of helping to lead and train other parents. And I, I don't remember how long ago it was. It was quite some time ago that you were like, we're thinking about doing a podcast. And that was really exciting. I was like, yes, absolutely. You should do this. And I'm so glad that you have done that. What led you to doing this? And it kind of unfold that story for us. Well, after uh, coronavirus and the whole world was shut down and I didn't get to speak for a year, I was pretty much having withdrawals because my favorite thing to do is encourage parents to reach the hearts of their kids. Yeah. And I wasn't getting to do that. So everything was canceled. And so uh, this uh, girl, Katie Morgan, who's the host of my podcast, approached me and said, what would you think about us doing a podcast together? Well, actually, she asked me, why are you not doing a podcast? <laughs> and that was a question that I get a lot. Yeah. And so I... Uh, I just, I told her the truth. I said, because I'm not a technical person and trying to figure out how to record and edit and get it on, on the right outlets. That's just not something I can do. And she said, well, it just so happens I'm really good with technical stuff and nobody knows your materials better than I do. And what would you think about, you know, letting me host your podcast and I'll handle all the technical side of things. And so we, okay. I said, let's, let's give it a shot. And so I said, I didn't want to commit long-term because I didn't know Katie at all. Right. I didn't know how it would go. How did you meet and, her? I spoke at her church in Birmingham. She invited me to come speak at a mom's group. Okay. Yeah. So after I spoke, she asked me that question about the podcast. And then uh, and we actually prayed about it for a year yeah. before we actually did it. And I said, let's just commit to maybe recording eight or 10 episodes and then let's evaluate and see what kind of response we get. Uh, if people, you know, if it's really encouraging folks, how you and I work together. And so we recorded you know, eight or 10 and your husband, Garrett, uh, Yvette was so, oh my goodness, we, I, we couldn't have done it without Garrett. He gave us so much awesome advice and actually made us re-record all <laughs> of the first eight episodes yep. because they just weren't up to par. And I was so mad at him, but then I was so <laughs> thankful that he talked me into doing that. And so we aired those uh, first eight or 10 and it just exploded. Yeah. We, we never in a million years would have thought that we would have gotten that kind of response. So we said, yeah, okay, obviously the Lord is in this and he's using this. And, you know, and bet I told you one of my favorite things is to go and speak and encourage people, but I'm reaching far more people yeah. with no makeup in my pajamas recording <laughs> these podcasts with Katie <laughs> than I am having to pack up and fly all over the country. So um, it's just been a huge blessing. God has just anointed that far more than we could have asked or imagined. So cool. And what's the name of the podcast? 
It's Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. And, you know, we just, our, our primary purpose is to encourage parents to reach past the outward behavior of their children, to yeah. pull out what is going on in their hearts, and then to uh, train them from a biblical perspective. And then from a practical standpoint, we are super passionate about helping uh, parents move past the frustrations of not knowing how to handle issues of disobedience and defiance and into a very confident, uh, heart-oriented and biblical approach to raising their kids. Yep. I love it. So where do you get your questions from? Because you you answer questions from moms. Do -hmm. you come up with them yourselves? Because of course you've been asked 5 million questions about parenting. Do you come up with them on your own or can people send you questions? How How does that happen? Yeah, people actually send them in. You could go to uh, gingerhubbard.com slash ask ginger. So we have a whole ask ginger part of the podcast where folks go on the website and we have far more questions than we could ever yeah. <laughs> answer. And so, but we do, we um, address, answer those questions. And we love doing that because that enables yeah. us to interact with our audience yeah. and to really address the things that these kids are actually struggling with. So we read those questions on the podcast um, very often and answer them and uh, hopefully are encouraging folks. So the greatest thing about parenting is typically when one mom asks a question, there are, you know, 10,000 other moms who have this same question. Yes. And I know so often, you know, I've listened to, to you speak and a- answer these questions and I'm like, yep. I have that same question and and mm-hmm. and that's what gets me hooked is that's why I want to listen because I want to know what your answer is because I deal with the same thing because sin is sin and mm-hmm. most kids deal with the same sins some stronger than others but like you know we talked about wise words for moms I mean there it seems like there's kind of a you know group of sins <laughs> that you know the the tattling the lying the complaining the disobedience you know those the regulars, are the, things, the, the usuals, right, the usuals. <laughs> there are some of course outside of that are that are unique to different children but overall mm-hmm. when you answer a question it's not just for that one mom it really mm-hmm. goes so much further than that so so i'm going to throw a question out at you um and i'm going to have i'm going to have you answer this question because i think this is something that every parent deals with i know i deal with it still um, mm-hmm. and, and always have, um, mm-hmm. hopefully not always will, but it's the question of fighting. Oh. <laughs> how, how do we deal with our kids fighting, whether it's over, you know, a toy, oftentimes they're just not willing to share. Like they want, you know, this is mine and I'm not going to share this with, with anyone else. I'm going to hold tight to it. And so how can you help that parent to navigate through this very frustrating scenario of kids mm-hmm. fighting over things. Um, well, I think, well, let's just look at a problem like what you're saying, that anyone that has more than one child is going to face. <laughs> let's say that two kids are playing together. Let's say Tommy and Billy, because we don't want to call your kids out, Yvette. Right, right. They're no. playing together when suddenly a fight breaks out over one particular toy. Now, here's the problem. The typical parent is going to arrive on the scene and express that well-thought-out parental wisdom by asking what? Who had it first? That tired old question. Well, who had it first? And so then they go back and forth. And after mom playing detective for several minutes, Tommy and Billy finally agree that Billy had the toy first. So what do they do? They kindly insist that Tommy give the toy back to Billy or whoever had it first. The problem with this response is that it misses the issues of the heart. Mm -hmm. You see, who had it first, that is an issue of 
justice. And the justice in this situation really operates in the favor of the child who has the quicker draw and getting the toy to begin with. <laughs> you know, if you look at the term and issue, if you look at the issue in terms of the heart, uh, you see that selfishness is in the hearts of both of the children. Both children are basically saying, I don't care about your happiness. I'm only concerned about myself and I want this toy. I will have it regardless of what that means to you. So in terms of the heart, you have two selfish children, two children who are preferring themselves over the other. And that's what we have to realize is that all behavior is linked to a particular attitude of the heart. So in this case, it is selfishness that is bound up in the heart. And it is this issue that that outward behavior is drawing from. So do you want to go into how we can uh, work through this? Yep. Okay. So what is the solution for kids who uh, are having a problem uh, not sharing with each other? What is the heart problem? Well, I can tell you, how do you handle this? I can tell you how I handled it in my home, but, you know, Yvette, I really can't say that it's the only way to handle it or even the best way. For my children, I found that it was the most practical way that I could address an issue of the heart, simplify my method, and promote peace. Like I said, both children are being selfish, but I wanted to have a plan of action that even my young children could use every time this sort of situation occurred. I wanted a solution that would be easy for them to understand and to put into practice on their own. So in our home, I came up with a rule that it is not only selfish, but it is rude to take or even ask for something that someone else has until that person is obviously through with it. And so this is what that rule looked like in our home. Let's say that Wesley's playing with a toy. When Alex was younger, if she wanted it, she would just pretty much do the younger kid thing and just try to snatch it away. But as she got older, she became a little bit more clever with her tactics. And she would very sweetly and very politely ask, Wesley, may I please have that toy now? Well, whether she attempted that younger or older method of getting the toy, I would usually respond with heart probing questions because that's what I'm all about. Following that example of Jesus asking heart probing questions. So I would say something like, honey, Wesley has that toy right now. Do you think he's enjoying playing with it? She would say, yes, ma'am. Now, I know that ma'am and sir, that's a very Southern thing. But my kids <laughs> did say ma'am and sir. I know it's not well, a biblical mandate. Well, if they can't mandate. tell by your yeah. accent, <laughs> you are but very Southern. it's not Southern. a biblical mandate that your kids say ma'am and sir. <laughs> so I said, honey, do you think Wesley's enjoying playing with this toy right now? And she says, yes, ma'am. And I said, do you think it would make him happy or sad if you took it away? And she said, sad. I said, well, sweetie, do you think it would be kind or rude for you to take something away that your brother is enjoying? Well, it would be rude, mama. That's right, Alex. And love is not rude. When Wesley is through with it and puts it down, then you may ask for it. And, you know, the reason that I came up with this is because when you think about it, we're not only training their hearts, but Mm -hmm. we're also preparing them for adulthood. And this is just the same. This is common sense. This is the same sort of behavior we would expect from adult friends or adult siblings. Let's look at it like this. Let's say, Yvette, that I was sitting across the table from you and someone hands me uh, some pictures to look at that you're wanting to look at as well. Would you wait until I was finished looking at them or would you ask to take those pictures away from me when I'd only just begun to enjoy looking at them? Well, it depends who they're pictures of. <laughs> Most of us would agree that it would be rude. Would be kind to wait. Yes, it would be. It, most of us would agree that it would be rude to ask for those sure. pictures before I was finished. And 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says love is not rude. So in these type of situations, I found that it was just a great opportunity 
to teach my kids to work on putting off being selfish and rude and putting on an attitude of love and kindness. So see, these are issues of the heart that are addressed in God's word. So we had a very simple rule about sharing. You may not ask for that toy that someone else has while they're enjoying it until they are obviously through with it. Yeah. And that worked. It's so funny when you think about kids sharing and, and taking each other's toys because a child will have absolutely zero interest in that particular <laughs> thing. It could be sitting yep. on the floor all day long. They'll step over it. They won't even pick it up to put it away. They couldn't care less about it until mm-hmm. one of their siblings or maybe even a friend, if they have a friend visiting, all of a sudden shows some kind of interest in it. And then all of a sudden it is the most important thing in the whole world and they just absolutely must have it. And so yep. it just really does go to show that it really is a heart issue. It's not even about the toy itself. Right. It's That's right. all about the heart and the selfishness of the heart and wanting to have whatever seems most exciting at the time. So mm-hmm. we are out of time, um, but we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to answer another question or two, whatever we can get through specifically on parenting. These are the questions that Ginger answers on her podcast. If you guys have not yet listened to it, please do. It's excellent. It is Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. As a matter of fact, I remember um, texting with you and Dorinda Wilson and the three of us were going in circles and you were like, okay, well, what about this title? What about this title? And we were like, well, we yeah. like this one, not this one. And so, so it was yeah, really- you, you, and, you and Dorinda actually- called it Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. That's exactly what it is. You're going to talk about parenting and you're Ginger Hubbard. Just call it Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Yep. Yep. I (laughs) I think Dorinda is actually the one who came up with that one. We had been throwing different title ideas out at you and I'm pretty sure she came up with that one. I was like, yes, that's perfect. So um, very exciting. We'll put links in the uh, the show notes to that. And then um, people can find out more about you as well at gingerhubbard.com. Correct? Yep. That's it. All right. And you guys, again, We are less than two weeks out from the release of Schoolhouse Rocked. Go to schoolhouserocked.com. You can get all the information there on how you can see the movie, how you can view it, how you can do a group showing if that's what you would like to do. Schoolhouserocked.com has all the information you need. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.